Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. This is our effort to uh, interview as many of the semifinal athletes as we can uh, before the season so you can get to know them. But of course, everybody knows our next guest. Mm -hmm. Um, It is Ariel Lowen and her daughter, Blakely. Thanks for having me. You know I love talking to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, before we get started, I need to let our audience know uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, we are in the middle of a severe thunderstorm watch, um, and it has been rumbling outside quite a bit. So if we disappear, that could be the reason. Um, we will, we're giving Ariel uh, an, an out this time, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take the blame. Love it. Are you interviewing all the semifinal athletes similar to what you did last year? Yeah. That's awesome. Only we got, we got a, like a month and a half head start from last year. So we're actually going to try to do not just North America, but Europe and Australia as well. Wow. I love that. Cause it's, it's so special to make it to semifinals. Let them feel special to talk about their story and share what they're going through. Yeah. I, I think that what you got, the work that you all put in, you deserve to be recognized for that. Right. And in my humble opinion, it's the best way to grow the sport. If you know more of the names on the floor, when you go to watch or you tune in to watch, you have a bigger rooting interest for every single heat, not just the last heat. Exactly. So speaking of last heat, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> you, my friend, are coming in to the North American West semifinal number one seed. Isn't that amazing? Literally Monday, Dylan and I were talking about it because my friend did the age group quarterfinals. So we were cheering them on. We looked at the leaderboard. And then Dylan and I were just like, how amazing is it that we can say, looking at the leaderboard for the region I'm in, that right to the top. Like not many people can say that. Yeah. And I remember when you were just going to do Granite Games just to get a banner for your garage. (laughs) I know. And it's just so different because even last season it was, okay, get to – semifinals let's see where they place you but this season specifically going into corners quarters i was like i want to do my best and honestly dylan i want to be at the top of the leaderboard when quarters are over and i kind of want the same thing to happen when semifinals are over not that i need to be number one i can be 10 and still qualify through semifinals but i'm working hard and i feel like i believe in myself enough that i can say that out loud to my husband Scott, you're on mute. <laughs> I've gone, I've gone shows without doing that, and now here I am. Um, Barry says Ariel has the best house design of all games athletes. Oh, well, it is my husband's, so I can't take too much credit for that. But oh, thank you. Uh, uh, Dylan already jumps oh. in. Don't give Ariel the credit, Barry. That was all, Daddy. <laughs> I, I gave him credit. He can't be mad at me. I'm just kidding. 
no, he he also also did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. So, so I love that you said that you have the confidence this year to want to be number one at the end of semis, because I, I want to put my Doctor Phil hat on for a second and go back to some discussions we had about last year's semis. Because that was probably the last moment that didn't go as planned for you. Right. Right. And you came in and, and and I don't know if it was like the first year was all the newness, right? Second year, you were going through the weekend thinking you were doing okay. And then at the end of the, you were really consistent, but then at the end of the weekend, you were like, well, crap, I'm, I'm not even in. Right. So what do you do to make sure that you have the right mindset going into this year's semifinals to not let that happen? I would say if I'm backtracking to last year's semifinals, that was a, a big wake up call that, okay, you think you're working hard, but really there are some holes in your games. And I had to take a step back and look at my programming and I had to assess and kind of take a little bit control over that. So after semifinals happened last year, I took a little bit more control over my programming. After the games, I've taken a lot more control. So now going into this year, I really do feel like I've, I have the right people in my corner helping me succeed. And it's just like the open kind of showed me, okay, you're doing good. Quarterfinals showed me, okay, you're doing good. So I, I feel like I'm attacking the holes in my game a little bit better this semifinals. So I really intended to not get to the tough questions till later in the show. I had fun questions to start, but you are diving right into everything that I wanted to talk about on the hard stuff, right? But I just wanted to be super honest with you guys. So let's get into it. (laughs) All right. Okay. So year one, uh, and we'll call it Jim A. You're at Jim A with a coach. Right. You get to the games. You decide that's not right for you. And you go to Jim B. Correct. With another coach. Correct. Now we're in year three and you're doing the lion's den. Right. Jim C. Which is your, which is your garage, Jim C. Right. And you're coaching yourself. Yes and no. So I'm coaching myself. Yes, Jim C. I am at home in the lion's den. I'm doing my own cardio programming. And then I do have a strength coach who's sending me accessory work, how to get stronger at push-pull movements. But it's not a physical, in-person, texting back and forth, everyday relationship. It's a, hey, here's six weeks strength cycle. Let me know when the six weeks are up, how it went. I'll send you another six weeks. So very much more hands-off, kind of all the pressures on me to push myself and to do the programming. So what I'll ask now is, Okay, so so you're doing all the Metcon programming yourself. You're doing the Correct. cardio stuff yourself. You don't have anybody watching you day to day. Correct. It can that hurt you just for efficiency sake sake, or do you have people you trust that show up to work out with you periodically to say, "Ooh, if you if you tweak this, maybe we can you can get a little more efficient." I don't. So I have a buddy who joins me at 11 when I do my cardio piece named Joel, and he's awesome, which both my training partners have been named Joel, so it kind of works out. But he is just there because he is 
um, reliable. He shows up and he has the best positive attitude ever. So mentally he helps me get focused. But when the open and quarters came around, I was super nervous because like you said, I'm kind of isolated. Am I moving well? I don't know. Am I moving fast enough? I don't know because I'm alone in my garage. But the open gave me a bunch of confidence that like, hey, every day when you're in the gym, you're dying. You're good. Same with quarters. Hey, what you're doing in the gym, you're just focusing on yourself, but it's paying off because you're doing well compared to my other elites once I saw the leaderboard. So this past weekend, I did my first documentary where I spent the whole weekend with an athlete and I got my first experience up close of a blind leaderboard, right? Where I got to catch the emotions of all of that. So she had that going on this weekend. You essentially had that going on for the entire off season. Exactly. Exactly. And I told Dylan before the open even started, I feel like I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my CrossFit career. I hope it pays off. And then you kind of wait to see what the leaderboard says, but it was just the, okay, I show up every day. I'm pushing myself harder. That's all I can do today. Mentally. It's been really, it's been really refreshing because all I'm focusing on are my efforts and can I go harder? Can I push harder? Can I lift more? Just it's really selfish, but I'm solely focusing on me right now. Well, it seems to be working for you. (laughs) That's what's awesome with the quarters and open. So it's, it's crazy to me that you're, you're, you're taking this gamble on yourself. Right. Right. You're, you're putting it all in your hands. And if it pays off the the reward that that has to feel when you're done, it's got to be amazing. But it my has. gosh, the, the weight to see, I, know. I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if my heart could take that. I think it, I thrive on it though, because I've been in the position where if I don't like the workout that's programmed, I don't want to do it. So if I program my own stuff, I can't complain. And I actually have had like different camps reach out to me because they know I don't have a coach. Like, underdogs mayhem saying like, Hey, come join us. Hey, here's our programming. We'd love for you to jump on board, but I really am loving what I'm doing and it's working out so well that I'm like, why would I change anything? So then the obvious question is how do you prevent yourself from cherry picking? So I have, I do sit down Sundays and I lay out like every movement that I need to hit bike sandbag Um, I have like a long list. So I make sure I program those in all the workouts I do throughout the week, regardless if I love them, if I hate them. And I have like certain numbers of target ranges that I have to hit of them. Like, for example, I don't love 150 pound sandbag at all, but at least once a week, I make sure I'm getting at least 20 to 25 reps of the 150 pound sandbag. And I do, Dylan has just kind of stepped up as I've gotten more advanced He's been exactly what I need. We know my weaknesses. I don't like the machines. I don't like the bike. I don't like the rower. So he, he makes sure I'm doing them and not just doing them that I'm pushing my pace. So here's an example. Um, we did the 15.5, the masters athletes did it, the rowing and thrusters. Yeah. We, we tested that one Monday night and I, I don't like sprints. I wouldn't say I thrive on the rower. So we're like, okay, 
I know you don't want to do this workout, but let's test it out tonight in the gym. And so we tested it out, went unbroken on the thrusters. It hurt, but after I finished, I probably kept the rower around 1050 the whole time. So we kind of got the discussion like, hey, you pushed the thrusters really well. Now you personally need to work on moving the rower faster. So we'll always evaluate and I have to put my pride aside and just say like, you're right. I should be rowing a little bit faster. I'll work on that these next couple of weeks in the gym. So I just have to be really open and honest with myself. If I feel like I'm sucking at something, I have to accept that and then work on it. Now, will he do so, some of these workouts with oh, you? He, the evening ones, yes. All okay. of the ones that I hate to do, which is just machine work, bike, sprints, he absolutely does with me because personally, I don't program those for myself during the daytime because I hate them so much. So we like save them for the evening when it's me and him doing them together. Well, that's what I was going to ask because, you know, training so much on your own, I wondered, do you get lonely? Do you get bored? Do you miss working out with people? Um, you know, I, I coach a lot in the mornings and then I'll stay and work out by myself. And I just, you know, obviously I'm not a games athlete, but I, it's harder for me to push myself when I'm by myself, when I can jump into a class every once in a while, it, it's nice to like, oh, okay, now I'm really here and I can compete. Right. I 100% felt that probably the first two years of my quote unquote CrossFit career. But now that I'm loving, like where, where God has taken me, where my life has gone, I'm so motivated to stay here. And I know that in order to improve, I can't sacrifice an hour during the class wad if that hour class wad is not helping me improve on my weaknesses to get better in the sport. Sure. So I would just say right now, I'm so focused in of what I need to do to improve. How can I improve? And the best thing for me right now is to get rid of distractions of people talking to me. If a class is going on, I don't want to get in their way being alone, but it's actually been mentally the best thing for me because I'll just turn on my worship music playlist. And when I'm doing my strength work, it's not cardio heavy breathing, lay on the floor. It's just, okay, do your set, pump up your muscles. Now, wow, look at this wall. Look at how God's blessed me. I've been able to go to the games. I wanted one sign. Now I have 20 signs. Okay, let me do another set. So it's just put my heart in such a place of thankfulness that not once have I felt like I'm miserable. I need someone here to help push me. It's just changing my perspective on everything. Sure. Nice. So you brought up the one sign to the right. 20 signs. I, know. I do want to, I do want to pull up your Instagram um, where you got this new machine and beside you yep. are checks, signs, yep. more Metals. signs, more signs. Isn't that awesome? Do you, do you ever pause and think, oh my gosh, God has blessed me so much. Monday in the gym, finish a set, the right worship song comes on. I just look at the wall and I just tear up. There's so many moments where I'm in the gym where like the right worship song will come on. And I'm just like, if 2019 pregnant Ariel could see me now, like just thank you, God. And I'll just tear up a little bit, pull myself together and then finish my sets. <laughs> do you ever get into a tough spot in the workout and look up and go, you can do it by seeing what, what you've accomplished? 
I would say not so much that, but yesterday, perfect example, Blakely had a dentist appointment, so I didn't work out at my normal time, and my friend Joelle couldn't show up to work out with me, so I knew I was doing everything alone yesterday. So I put on my games stuff. So I put on my game shorts with my game sports bra with my games jersey and was like, hey, if you're not going to feel it, look at how awesome you look, get motivated, go in the gym, get done what you need to. So I have little things I do to just like get my mind right <laughs> and then I get it done. But speaking of, here's a funny story. We've got all those beautiful things on the wall, right? So about four Sundays ago, we, I have this awesome third place medal from Wadapalooza because me, Carrie, and Alex Kazan got third place this year on the team. And I've been waiting for it to hang them up. So I was like, Dylan, today's the day. Let's get our humble killer sign hung up and put up our medal. So the first thing he goes to hang up is the medal. And it was supposed to go, if you're looking at that assault runner, basically to the left of it. And he goes, I know I'm going to tell him. He goes to hammer it in and like he used his stud finder and it looked like something was behind there. So he hammers it in and then you just hear and he'd hit a water line. (laughs) So we had to shut off everything, our brand new house. He had to cut a hole in our laundry room to fix the pipe. It was a mess. Oh, (laughs) sucks. I know. But of course, if you're going to put a hole in the wall, like Dylan's the man who could cut a hole and fix the water line. Right, yeah. <laughs> so what would have been a huge issue was fixed within 24 hours. Oh, jeez. So silly. So that that's a great story. And that's something that's that awesome. I would do. That is yeah. something most definitely I would do. Right. Um, speaking of tearing up, I do want to share one more thing from your Instagram. Um and that is, this made me tear up oh, of when course. I went on to Instagram and, and why won't it come up? There we go. I love and that this picture. is posted. Yeah. I and love this that picture. is a picture I took of you at Wadapalooza. It's just so intricate. I love the details of the ropes leading up to it and then the born primitive and then the palm tree. It was a great picture. And your feet above your head. Right. Lean them back. That's... <laughs> That's what I was trying to capture. You lean back so far on a rope climb. I that's what I was trying to capture in the picture. No, it was perfect. Thank you for taking it. Is there anything yeah. you can't train in your garage gym? Like yes. You, okay, like what? Actually, rope climbs. Okay. So all the rope climbs I do, I sit on the floor, legless up, legless down, and it's I I couldn't even tell you how high it is, but it is not 15 feet, probably 10 foot at max. And then I can't do, I really want to practice 11 foot wall balls, but our ceiling isn't high enough to practice 11 foot wall balls. So those are the two things that I am missing from my programming. So once maybe closer to semis or after semis or over, I'll probably actually go to an actual gym at least once a week and practice those two things. So your training partner said, I dust Ariel in the gym. (laughs) Ask him what his time was. I can. Yeah, what's your 15.5 time down? He did it. Oh, it's so funny. He can barely he can barely walk yesterday and today. So I've just been like, if he says a comment I don't like, we'll just punch him in the leg and he'll just be like, ah (laughs) so silly. But yeah, that one burnt the legs. I'm sure your friend who did a documentary over. 
was dying on with her legs as well. Well, she actually did it twice because <laughs> she didn't think her score was good enough the first time. Did she beat it? Well, she got it done with the 15s and realized she couldn't keep the pace. Oh, and no. and and bagged it at that point but That's yeah and so she so mm-hmm. so we were eastern time she had to have it in at three and she was doing it at 235 no the second time the second time yeah wow so yeah crazy 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 um and i actually no did way. it yesterday as a bike workout in my garage okay. Because I was I was talking to her all weekend about how it was my least favorite open workout ever. Agreed. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If I'm going to get better, I need to lean into this and I need yep. to do it. See, you're like me. You know what to do. <laughs> and and I did it as a bike workout. And I think it actually was worse. Oh, I'm sure. Because you're 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 because in a row you can cheat and not use your legs as much. Exactly. Right. And that's what I did on I the, did. on the bike. There's no cheating. <laughs> no, you just, right? go it's slow. all legs. Yeah. And I was, I was hurting. How I was like, does, Dylan, do not touch my quads. Yeah. <laughs> How long does it take doing it with the bike? Well, I'm probably not a good example for an elite athlete like Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, it, I don't even know if I even recorded my time. Okay. It was it was over ten minutes for me for sure. Oh yeah. Well, even on the rower, I'm sure. Like over a ten minute, fifteen point five is still a great time. Yeah, Jamie, the person I covered this weekend did seven forty five. That's awesome. Um, and was beating herself up over that time, um, and that's why we did it. She, I say we. That's why she did it again on on the last day. Wow. But yeah. So what did you think of the quarterfinal workouts like for the individual ones this year? I honestly loved them, but I love the high skill gymnastics moves. And I feel like there were a lot sprinkled in there with the handstand walk, wall facing handstand pushups, even the crossover singles. I didn't mind at all. The, and then of course the one that ended with the rope climbs, I actually really enjoyed all of them. None of them hurt as bad as, 15.5 did though. They were all strategic to where you kind of had to not blow up your arms on the first workout so you could do the wall facing handstand pushups. Mm-hmm. Make sure your GHDs are good, your V ups are good. None of them were just send it and that's all you can do. Like you kind of had to be strategic through each of them. So I was, I was kind of glad for that because personally, I don't love the send it workouts, even though that's what I'm working on. And there was a lot of heavy barbells. Yeah, heavy barbells and high skill, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But the the one we were able to do two of them, I had to go to an affiliate gym. Three of them, I had to go to a gym, hit for fit, and then two of them we were able to do at home. So it was nice to kind of sprinkle up the settings a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this question in relation to that. So Jamie, the person I did the documentary on, did all of the individual quarterfinal workouts. Wow. And was my analyst that weekend for our wrap-up shows okay she then did the the age group quarterfinals she said the age group quarterfinal workouts were much harder they looked like it honestly i i loved them you loved them i did yeah 
I mean, I was I was really struggling with my legs for days, but that was yeah. more from the lunges, the first workout. That's what really crushed me. Was that was a lot of lunges too. It was, and then the fifty shuttle runs. That was just boring. But it yeah. was, but it was like, yeah. But I want a bench, you know. <laughs> I'll get through that. <laughs> they looked hard. I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad the individuals had what they had. Yes. Because I don't think I would have loved the masters as much, honestly. Yeah, she must have heard us talking about her because she just jumped in the chat. She did. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about. I'm going to go back to a couple things you brought up. Wadapalooza. Yeah. You did not go as an individual this year. You went you went team with the humble killers. Right. And the opportunity to get to compete with one of the greatest probably the greatest American CrossFitter in history. Right. What was that like? It amazing, of course, because Carrie Pierce, you've talked to her. She's just awesome. And I really wanted to prioritize showing up for Carrie. So like not doing individual. So I wasn't taxed. So I put all into team and just, I really kind of wanted to see how does she warm up? What does she do when three, two, one hits? But she definitely was our fearless leader that me and Alex looked to all weekend. How are we breaking this up? Who wants to go first climbing the rope? What sets do we want to do on muscle ups? So it was, it was really fun being with her out there on the floor. We talked to Alex last week and she talked about um, the relationship that the two of you formed while being on this team. Oh yeah. And, um, and how much you took her under your wing at the games last year and how much she appreciated that. That's so sweet. Hearing those stories, how does that make you feel even maybe even more so than the games themselves? That's what I feel like. That's what my heart is here for to show up for people and serve people. And I know how scary it is your first time at the games. If you just have one friend backstage who can, relate to you and help you, I know the difference it makes. So it makes me happy because that's my heart and that's what I want. That's what I want to not just talk about, but be about backstage and throughout the whole season, regardless if it's the games and we're competing against each other or if it's we're on the same team. So is Blakely making you something special? <laughs> she, she tangled up her, her slinky. <laughs> So while we're working, I'm going to be working too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it will be fun to see her at semifinals, Alex Kazan. But I also hate it because I've got to compete against all of my friends at my yeah. semifinal. Emily Rolfe, Danny Spiegel, Alex Kazan. Like all of my closer CrossFit famous friends will be at my semifinal, unfortunately. But I'm curious. Yeah, and a lot of those are, oh, a lot of those are top five. Yeah, exactly. They're all my competition. <laughs> okay, me. Sorry. I just was curious if Dylan and Kyle have been making their plans. Oh my gosh. And what they're going to be doing. They need to start. We actually went through a season, I would say from about December till January. We would FaceTime the Rolfs. They would FaceTime us and we'd be sitting on the couch and we'd talk for like 30 minutes. But we haven't talked to them in quite a while. But definitely throughout the quarterfinals. Dylan and Kyle were in touch because they, they just love each other. I don't know if they've made any plans yet. I need to ask Dylan. Yeah. We need to know. Yeah. You need to know. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think like one of our best experiences. We're we're covering Emily for the season. We right. picked a handful of athletes recovering, and getting to talk to her on FaceTime is different than this format, right? She's right. way more relaxed. Kyle's way more relaxed. It gets it gets to be so much more fun that way. It gets um, weird fast. <laughs> it, In a good it way. Does. <laughs> it awesome. does. Because Kyle always gives his commentary from the peanut gallery as I'm trying to ask Emily the questions. Yep. Yep. But and he it knows. was it was awesome. Yeah, which his relationship is so much different as well because he is legit the coach. So that would be hard to juggle. Coach, coach. And then Dylan is still like a semi-coach, but more of a, I need his positive enforcement. I need him to give me a hug before I compete. But Kyle is straight up the coach. Yeah. Yeah. And like Kyle's even told us that he sometimes is typing his apology letter. Right while he's he's yelling at Emily knowing <laughs> that he has to write the apology already. Right. So funny. So um so I know we got some artwork now. You got you got to share with the crowd. Oh yeah, like they wanted this is what we printed these out before it started cuz I know she loves to color. That's Paw Patrol. Exactly, and then another mm -hmm. Paw Patrol. Uh-huh. Nice. Very nice. So she, she likes her some blue. She does blue and purple. Yeah. Those are very awesome. They are, aren't they? We have a lot around um, our house. <laughs> I'm sure. So when you went to Wadapalooza, how much um, do you, did you want to win as opposed to have fun? Because that team division was stacked. It was stacked. And like, I don't know if there were there's any competition ever where that there were that many games athletes on the floor at one time. Right? I would say personally I would say the goal was for me personally was to podium. So I was really happy when we could get on the podium. Um it would have been awesome to win if circumstances would have changed, we could have won absolutely 100%. But it it just kind of played out how it did. And I was just so happy to get on the podium. Carrie Pierce's last time competing probably. And we got to say like, we helped her get to the podium. Yeah. And are you still in touch with Alex today? I am. We talked actually over quarterfinals. We messaged back and forth and she'd say like, Hey, I did this one. And I'd say, Hey, I just did a clean and jerk one. These are my thoughts but you're a different athlete, do what you got to do. And she would say like, these are my thoughts on a workout one when you go to give it a try. Her, and then I was in touch with Emily Rolfe, Spiegel, and actually Emma McQuaid. As soon as oh. I would finish my scores, I would just let her know what I got because she is not in my region. It does not matter, but she was dealing with horrible sickness. So she was like, I can barely get out of bed. I'm super sick. She's like, just give me a time to beat, please. And I know if I get roughly around this time, I'm good. I can go back to sleep. So she was the one athlete who I was like, I don't have anything to hide. I don't care if you beat me. I just want you at the games because I love you and I want to see you in Madison. Yeah, she's an amazing person. Isn't she? Uh, we, we did get some. We got some commentary on the Paw Patrol. Chase is the weak link. Marshall is the backbone of that organization. 
What about Rubble? I feel like Dylan's in construction, so she's got to love Rubble on the double. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, and then we have uh, whoever trusted a bunch of talking puppies to that town security <laughs> is a real is the real villain. <laughs> well, you know the cats are the actual villains in there. It's like the mayor and his cats, which yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Corey no. goes rubble on the double. He knows. Yeah. I'm more of a Bluey fan, but Mike I love Bluey. Bluey's awesome. Baby. Yeah. So, yeah, Blakely has got the chat going crazy With right the, now. <laughs> it's Paw Patrol. It's That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. And now Amy's got everybody going bluey. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. we are good. Um, I also want to I want to talk about what happened immediately after Wadapalooza. And that was you got an invite to the Mayhem training camp. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? So early on, I asked you about the day-to-day and not knowing, not having someone like help you with efficiencies, things like that. But it's not like you haven't been around other athletes. You went to Wadapalooza, you went to Mayhem. What was that experience like? And was there any coaching during that? And what did you learn the most that weekend? Oh, there was so many good things that I took away. First is Mayhem. The facility was just amazing. I think they were saying, so the first day I got there, I was actually late because it started on Wednesday, their training camp, Wednesday through Saturday. So I got there Wednesday evening and they were already done, but I was just looking at the facility like, oh my goodness, this place is spotless. And I was like, I'm at Mayhem. I'm going to jump into their class wad because who can say they've been to Mayhem, jumped in the class. So I joined them for, I think their 6.30 class. And it was just I was on cloud nine. You know me. I love the classes. I love the affiliate. So they were like, oh, I know you're a games athlete. You don't have to do this. And I was like, no, this is like my heart's dream and desire. Like, just treat me like a normal member. I'll do the class one. And it was amazing. And then I found out the, I didn't have a car this whole time. So I do the class workout. The coach offers to drive me to the grocery store to get groceries, then drives me home. So it just goes above and beyond all weekend because that's mayhem they serve and it's it was just in their blood all weekend so that really stuck out to me because they they just treated me amazing and then another thing that stood out to me was so when i'm in my home gym i turn on my favorite playlist i turn up the music loud i get going they'll start a workout and the music is always going to be christian which was super refreshing and they won't necessarily turn the music up loud they might keep it quiet I almost felt like they, like the music wasn't even relevant to them. They mm-hmm. could care less. They're just there to show up, work hard, do their and work. Then go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was very refreshing because most places I've been have been, oh, I hate this playlist. Let me turn on my favorite song. Music's not loud enough. And they were just like, no nonsense. We're here for one thing. Let's get started. Let's have some fun. Then we're done. It was really refreshing. And I almost found it more calm because there wasn't loud music screaming in your ear. It was just like, okay, let's get the workout done. Let's go. That environment was really inspiring to me and kind of inspired me to do my strength stuff with worship music playing and not make the focus on music or any other external factor. And I did get some coaching 
they had a skill session one day. So they helped me like, I usually like chicken wing on my muscle up. So they helped me keep my feet together and try and make them look a little bit more pretty to get efficient. And then we did lifting and then we did some cardio pieces, but I learned best watching people. So I would do my workout and then I'd finish and watch Roman do his workout and then watch Rich do his workout and try and just get little tidbits of how do they transition on and off the GHD, which is more efficient. How do they rope climb? How do they descend? So I feel like all weekend I was just watching people to learn from them. <laughs> it's funny you say all that because and especially like your heart's desire was to work out with a class at Mayhem. Right. Like, like I've been CrossFitting since 2011. That has always been the Mecca of the CrossFit world yeah. to me. Right. Same. And, and when I, I actually volunteered for the mayhem classic, the one year they had it. And it was like, the minute I was in Cookville, I was like, I want to move here. Yeah. And, and I'm not even lying. Like if I didn't have really? a job attaching me here, I would move to Cookville. Really? I just love that small town. I yeah. love the facility. I like the, the people were amazing. Yep. Like I, I just, it, it and th there's CrossFit everywhere, right? If you want right. it. Yeah. And so I, like, it's just, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it just felt like the whole experience was a beam of light and everybody there was just a beam of light. And I haven't been back since then. And I need to get there because when I was there for the Mayhem Classic, they had an athlete warm-up area that was mm -hmm. all um, a tent. And that tent is now the athlete workout, like the Mayhem yeah. athlete I got area that they have yeah. permanently built. Yeah, it's amazing. That's where we did majority of our training so we wouldn't mess with the class. It's, it's awesome. And they had glass garage doors. So, of course, that just makes everything look more open and beautiful. It was super nice. And I think when I was there... They were still working on the locker rooms. So they're going to have locker rooms with showers, a sauna, a cold plunge back there. Basically everything you'd need. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, what do you do for recovery? Do you do cold plunge or? I don't. <laughs> I did it. So I went to Vegas to train with Alex and Carrie before um, Wadapalooza just to get in sync with them. And that was my first time ever cold plunging and saunaing. And it was, it was not for me. I'm not going to lie. So I, for recovery, I try and eat good food. I try, me and Dylan are being intentional about sleep. So we're going to bed at 11 instead of midnight, which is wild for some people. And then I have been, I know, I know. But he gets home from work sometimes at 8 p.m. By the time we eat dinner, hang out as a family, me and Dylan really only get one hour to ourselves at night. So we enjoy it. And then I try and eat well. Um, I've been loving my lacrosse ball. So I'll just lacrosse everything that hurts and then massage gun. And that's about it. Yeah, I think sleep is so huge and, and so important. And, and especially as a parent, I think it's hard to prioritize it. Right. And that's what I was talking to a friend. We have one member who joins us in our evening lion's den sessions. And he... I asked him like, what does peaking mean for you? And how, what do you think that means? And he was like, I think a lot of it is, sorry, one second. 
Potty break for Blakely. Potty break, right? <laughs> and he was like, a lot of it is um, your nutrition and your sleep. And then, of course, you have your training, all that. But he's like, if you're not prioritizing those two, you're missing out on a huge chunk of your recovery tools. Yeah. So leading up to semifinals, I'm going to try and be a lot more intentional with those two things. So now I want to talk about a podcast I watched. Okay. <laughs> it was called The Best of Midland. Weren't they awesome? It was not a CrossFit podcast. At all. No way. At all. And so what they do is they highlight small business owners right. in Midland, Texas, where you are from. Right. Um, and, and the wife said, I believe, uh, and occasionally a pro athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I great? think they said that just for you. Right. Right. How much fun was it for you to do a podcast where they had no clue what CrossFit was? It was so fun because I could talk about anything and it would be their first time ever hearing about the open ever hearing about the games, what we do at the games. It was just fun to like open their eyes to this whole CrossFit space. And they were hilarious. They were so funny bouncing off each other. And you were too. Like it, like, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm with Dylan and you and, right. you know, Dylan, Dylan's the comedian of the family. Right. He's the backbone but, of the funny. But when you were on your own with them, you were you were holding your own on the funny side. Thank you. I try and be more than just CrossFit, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and so I really, really enjoyed it. And I and I have to tell you, my best friend watched that podcast, and now he is the biggest Ariel fan. Oh, that's awesome! In the world. Um, awesome. And so not that not that you weren't on his list of favorite CrossFitters, but you moved up that list even more after that podcast. I'll take it. It improved my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. The heck with the CrossFit world rankings. Right. We want the important stuff. You're number one fan. His, <laughs> yeah. His name is Sprinkles, by the way. That's his real name or is no. that his nickname? It's his nickname. No, no. Ah. No, his name is Brent, but okay. we, we call him Sprinkles. That's hilarious. I love that. And uh, and yeah, he moved way up on his list after watching that that I podcast. That. that podcast was actually funny too because it's been around probably for a year or two. And it was one that I would listen to and secretly be like, okay, when are they going to ask me? When are they going to approach me? Like, come on, guys. And then they um, finally did. And I was so glad they did. Yeah. And it what was cool is it was you were very natural in it. Right. Not that you're not normally, but it was just because, it, and I think when you get to do something like that in person from personal experience, right. there's just better interaction with you and the host because you can make eye contact, you can, and you can, those nonverbal communication things happen. Exactly. Um, but it was great. And it was, it was like the set of my, or between two ferns. If you've ever seen that show. Wasn't it? It was just like that. <laughs> <laughs> those are so cringy, but I love watching those so much. Yeah, that awesome. That's so yeah, it was good. so good. What a good reference. There, there was something I, I was going to. I'm going to tell them that. They're going to love that reference. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the episode, and people should go watch it. It's, I think it's 35 minutes long. Um, it's well worth the watch. Um, and heck, they need likes and subscriptions and all that too. Um, 
the host got their first set of Crocs because you were telling yes. them that Blakely didn't want you to compete at the games. And right. you told her that if you want a new pair of Crocs, mom's got to go to the floor. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the host said, I just got my first set of Crocs. And you said, did you get the charms? And she said, I got the New York city pack yeah. and it had a cockroach and a sewer rat <laughs> in your face, your face. Oh my God. The best. Oh, it was I the thought, best part. I thought she was lying. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> you you literally went total deadpan, eyes wide like, open, like that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> there's that's so creative though. Marketing wise, that's so creative, but cringy. <laughs> that's so funny. So I just I have to give them props because they were hilarious. They were. Uh, it was you know, I watch a lot of podcasts for what we do, and right. that was just it was refreshing. They it were was. very different than anything else in, in our space because right. they're not in our space. They're doing something else altogether. I love it. Oh, and, and the host who is, does not appear to be athletic, you know, kept saying like <laughs> the whole time, like, well, you and I, Ariel, we're, we're yeah. dialed in. Exactly. You know, we're dialed in and we're, and it just was, it was great. It, yeah. They're, they're very good at what they do. Very good at what they do. So you. I want to finish up with a couple fun things and then we'll let you get on with your day. Uh, the one thing is this. Oh, thing. yeah. I love Woo-hoo! it. Scott, will you be in Pasadena? Don't even make the promise, Ariel. Oh. Don't even make the promise. I, I, I'm saying I will sign it. If not, I can send one signed to you. If you won't make, it I have a, I have a shirt that I bought two years ago. <laughs> Are we even friends? According to podcast, yes. The real life <laughs> stuff gets messy. <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, I can sign one and send you one if you want them autographed. I totally can. I'm I'm bring. I am going to bring the shirt to Pasadena as well. Do it. Yeah. We are getting this thing done. Yeah. We will. I'm glad you're going. Have you ever been before? It, I have never been to California. Yeah, me either. Ooh. You you either? Me either. I've never made it that far west, I guess. So I've been to Washington, the state of Washington, and I've okay. been to Arizona. So I've been close. Same. But never in the state of California. Yeah. Cool. It'll be our first times. Yeah. And so I'm thinking like I need to find Dylan. Give him the shirt. There you go. That would be awesome. There you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. Dylan or my friend Jody, who's my PT, is always great. Or um, my agent, Jared. They're always great. If I'm overwhelmed, I can be like, please get me this. Please get me this. And then they just take care of it. Yeah. It's not that I don't see you at these events, but you're usually like a little busy. On the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Usually I see you coming off the floor. And it's when right. they take our time chip, we're out of breath, we're exhausted. <laughs> and I and I get a sound bite from you. Yeah. Are you gonna be but, there but with usually? So that's what's gonna be weird this year because CrossFit's running these. Oh. Like I had really good relationships with the semifinal groups that were running them in the past two years. So I had a lot of good access. Right. You were there last year at Syndicate. 
So I, so what I've done is I've sent CrossFit links to the documentary I just did and said that like I'm following seven athletes and I'd like to be near the floor to be able to do more of this. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to give me approval or not. I know they said that they were, they're going to approve me for credentials. What that gets me, I don't know yet. Okay. Hopefully it's like last so, year. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, you remember last year, like I, we were begging for the games yeah. up until, up yeah. until the games. Now we don't, now we don't have to beg anymore. They, they've already told me that we're good to go. As soon nice. as the opens, we have stuff. So we're in a, di we've made it this far. What a relief. Now we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens when we get to Pasadena. But yes, but I'm so stoked. And and I do want to, and I know Nick was in the comments for a while. He's probably gone now, but these are amazing. Yeah. And you got the first one of the new kind of card. Oh. It actually has like oh, the, the stats on the back. Yeah. So cool. Um, like the old baseball cards uh, back in the day. Um, and I just, I just love these. Um, and Nick's the best. Absolutely. He actually sent me an, uh, a super awesome one we put in our office. He framed it in a box. So it looks all professional. So yeah, he went above and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about is you got that new air runner. Yes. I think it's an assault runner, correct? From assault. assault? Runner. Yes. Um, and so you have all the machines now in the, in the den. We don't. We still need the C2 bike, but I would say we are out of space in the den. So here is Clydesdale exclusive. Oh, we are tempted. We have an acre of land. We're tempted to build a shop on our acre of land with a little bit bigger gym in it, but we will not be able to use the name the lion's den because we found out that it's already been used. So the lion's den, I might equate it very rich mayhem. The lion's den might stay here, like the barn at rich. And then we might have a bigger and better place behind it. Where if I wanted 10 people to work out with me, we might have room. If I wanted two, we could have two, just a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> I know you're not I know where they live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to your ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them that. But well, well, we actually, Amy's preschool is right down the street from their Columbus house. Wow. So she knows where they live. I do. I really do know where wow. they live. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I might have to go knock on their door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That means that I could make a trip to Midland and come work out with Dylan. Absolutely. We could all work out. Because I can't, I can't hang with you, but I could kick Dylan's ass, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's our, that's our dream for possibly this year to maybe expand a little bit and see where that takes us. So you said shop. Does that mean maybe Dylan doing some other stuff as well? Oh, yeah. It'd be 50% gym, 50% his business, mm -hmm. storing garage doors, his scissor lift, all of his equipment. So we're going to build one regardless. He just tells me every day, he's like, it's up to you to decide. Are you going to commit to this? Do you want 50% of it? Or do you want me to have everything? Definitely. You want it for some kind if of you, you need to say, <laughs> If you give me, if you give me 15 and a half foot ceilings. Right. Yep. Uh, you give then, me the state. Then you want half. 
you know what we will let's say we do make this dream come true I will be reaching out to Emma McQuaid because yes. the gym she just built yeah. is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I will say, hey, help me design this. Tell your husband to help me design this because hers is gorgeous. So here's the real question. <laughs> if this becomes a reality and you say 50%, how long will it take Dylan to build it? Because we, we've been with you on the house journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right. I love right. that. And, and I think it started before I met you, You're right. which was a couple years ago. And you just got into the house, like within the last year. You're not wrong. And it still, it still is not completely finished. If I showed you a picture from the outside and we're still lacking quite a few things. So you're not wrong, Scott. <laughs> I would just like okay. to think the gym would be simpler in the fact that we wouldn't go as bougie. Like we went very overboard with our house. I'd like to think the home gym would be a little bit just metal shop, put it together. So I have to say, I'm, you know, I'm old. I have old eyes. Dylan wrote, everybody kicks my ass. I thought, I thought he wrote everybody kiss my ass because I was making fun of his time schedule on the oh, house. No, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I would like to think we have a few investments that need to be wrapped up that we collect money from. I'd like to think it would be seamless. Once those are done, we can just pay someone to build it. Whereas Dylan built this one. So yeah. it wouldn't be on his time. That would be awesome. It would be, wouldn't it? But I also really did tell him that mentally I couldn't handle that right now. I'd have to wait till after the games to set up the gym kind of let people know if they wanted to work out. So after the games would be ideal time. That's awesome. Well, now Dylan is using you as a bouncer because Elise says, careful, Dylan's in the chat. <laughs> and then Dylan said, yeah, be careful. I'll get Ariel on y'all. <laughs> I'm not a toy. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. That's hilarious. And he yeah. does finally respond to me. Dang, I'm getting roasted. Good things take time. <laughs> True. Hey, we got lots also, of positive comments in here, Dylan. Yeah. Scott, how is the journey coming? Well, I got one more question for you, and then I'll answer your question. Okay. Um, fancy reels. Yes. You, my friend, have kicked up the real game. Thank you. You are like doors opening on their own, clothes changing on their own, like spilling beans and it looks cool <laughs> then the beans get sucked back into the bag thank like, you you've gone high end i honestly i found a love throughout doing this i found that i really love doing creative trippy things almost and mm -hmm. trying to bring it to life through on my phone and i've had like a, i have a few friends who have a professional setup so they have helped me with some but the ones that are just like cool transitions, I've been able to figure out on my own. And it's been, it's been something fun, a new hobby of mine almost. That's cool. It's probably I good think I need relaxing to. too. It is, but it, yeah. it does take up a lot of time on my phone. That is the only negative because I do have to film it and then edit it together and then post it. But I've enjoyed it. I need to get trained. So maybe we find a way to do a documentary in Midland, Texas. Yep. 
and I come down and get trained on how to do reels. It helps if you have a vision of what you want to see happen. Think of an idea you want to happen in your reel and I'll help you bring it to life. Yeah, I have the vision. I just don't have the skills. <laughs> Good. I can help you then. <laughs> there it is. It is fun so You too. asked about my... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You finish up first. Oh, I was just going to say it's fun because there is the CrossFit side where I train super hard in the gym, but the cooler reels I can do and the more like Instagram following I bring, like I get a reward from that as well to pay the bills or splurge on this, splurge on that. So it's fun to be rewarded for these creative things from a business perspective. Yeah. We're trying to get there too. Um, it takes time and it does. It does a lot of time. Um, you asked about my journey, right? Um, actually there's going to be a show this Friday that updates just been busy on the road with things. But the crazy thing is I went to Michigan to film the documentary. I was, I've been losing weight, but it's been more gradual, which is almost better. Like it's not, it's not coming back on. Like I'm not right. getting the, it's just like more of a steady thing. But I lost over two pounds filming the documentary over the weekend. Wow. And what it did is it dropped me, it dropped me below the 310 mark, which is huge. That's awesome. And it would be really sweet if by semifinals I was under 300 pounds. You can do it. You can do it. That's so, six weeks, seven weeks away. Yeah. That's yeah. It's awesome. been about a pound to two pounds a week. Okay. And then all of a sudden this weekend was like 2.6. Wow. That's awesome. Good job, so, Scott. So yeah, we're, uh, we're still working at it and the garage is all cleaned out so I can do more workouts in my den. We don't call it the lion's den here because as you've learned on pre previous episodes. Yeah, you can't do lions, that. The, <laughs> not here. the lion's den is an adult bookstore here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yep, not here. That's so funny. That's yeah, Jamie, and you missed, I actually did, I did your quarterfinal workout for yesterday to lean into the fact that I hated it so much, but did it with a bike. And that was even worse than the row. Do not suggest it. No. Yeah. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> yeah. Do not recommend No. Uh, in the documentary. Actually, I catch Jamie at the very end of that one. And she looks at me and goes, I did not like that at all. <laughs> not a fan. I would love to know who did. That would be my question. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah. uh it's the worst workout ever. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Well, as always in, you know, I know we're friends on the podcast. Hopefully we can become friends at semifinals <laughs> again, <laughs> redeem ourselves again. <laughs> and get, and get that shirt signed and the card signed. I'll yes. bring it with me. Yes. Um, and I'm actually doing some behind the scenes stuff with Emily. So maybe, Fun. maybe I'll actually see you away from the arena as well. I love um, that. Cool. I would so, love that. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And with that, we will let you all go. Thank you for being in the chat and being so active. Uh, and the Paul Paw Patrol comments <laughs> were off the hook. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. And Scott, yeah, thanks for having me.